Good morning, Nachum. Good Erev Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Parshas Vayakel. And this week, this Shabbos, we take out not one, but two Sifrei Torah, as I will explain in a moment. According to the Sefer Achinuch, there is but one mitzvah in Parshas Vayakel. It is a restrictive mitzvah, and that is based upon the verse at the end of the first paragraph, Lo Savaru Eish, Bechol Moshvosechem, Pioma Shabbos, that one is not to literally light a fire in their inhabitants on the Shabbos. The Gemara learns out that the Bezdin, the Jewish court of law, did not execute on the Shabbos and from here filtered down that the court did not meet on Shabbos. Interestingly, I can't go into it now, but this is the verse as well that we use against the Karaites who believed only in one Torah. And they said that this is to be understood, this verse that Shabbos man was to be in the dark and man was to have cold food we bedavka we specifically eat chamin, hot food on Shabbos chalent in order to show our belief in not just the written law but the oral law and on Shabbos one is not permitted to light a fire. But if the fire is lit from before Shabbos, one can have hot food on the Shabbos. The Shabbos is the first of the Arba Parshios, the first of the four special Parshios that to precede the holiday of Purim and then to follow the holiday of Purim. The Shabbos is that of Parshas Shkalim, whereby we read from the beginning of Parshas Kisisa. We read of the mitzvah of Machzis HaShekel, that the Jew was to bring annually a half shekel, minimum of a half a shekel, to the Beis HaMikdash, for the purpose of funding the korbanos tzibur, the communal offerings, the daily korban tamid, the korban which was brought every morning and every afternoon without failure, including Shabbos Yom Tov. So this was funded by the community as well as korbanos musaf, the additional korbanos, in addition to the korban tamid, every Shabbos, Rosh Chodesh, and Yom Tov, this was funded by the tzibur, by the community, through the machzis hashekel. Now, interestingly, the Torah tells us, in describing the mitzvah of machzis hashekel, that it is being brought for the chaper 
al nafsho sechem, literally, to atone for your souls. Now, the rabbis tell us that the Karbanos Tzibur, part of initially the Mishkan, the sanctuary that they constructed in the desert, and later on the Beis HaMikdash. So this is an atonement for the sin of the golden calf. Now, interestingly, the Torah does not say that the monies and the korbanos are lechaper alechem, to atone for you in a more general sense, but it does say lechaper al nafsho sechem. This is chapter 30, verse 15. Now, literally, to atone for your souls. Why this expression? And I'd like to suggest the following, that regarding man and his ability, unfortunately, to sin, he can sin in one of two ways. Either he sins by his actions, he eats that which he should not eat, that which the Torah has prohibited from doing, that is a sin of commission. And there is also, as well, a sin of omission, whereby the individual did not do sufficiently what they were to do. And so, in regard the korban, excuse me, in regard to the sin of the Egel Hazav, the golden calf. So the Torah told us in last week's parsha that 3,000 actually actively worshipped the Egel. 3,000 out of 600,000 is one half of 1%. 597,000 did not worship the Egel. What does that mean, they did not worship? They did not actively worship the Egel. However, they did not protest. And unfortunately, there was this kind of approval for what the Jewish people were doing wrong. Hence, it was not a sin which they did with their bodies, it was a sin which was done with their soul. It was a situation whereby, unfortunately, they were passive in a situation where they should have been active. Similarly, we find in Parshas Vayakel, where the Torah tells us of how the Mishkan was contributed by the various members of the Jewish community. So the Torah tells us that the men brought, the women brought, and this was, if I might say, 
a fundraiser's dream whereby the people brought sufficiently to the extent that Moshe had to say, die, we have enough. Now, interestingly, regarding the bringing of the gifts for the Mishkan, the Torah teaches us that the Nesim, literally the princes, brought the Avne Shoham and the Avne Miluim. They brought the precious stones that were needed for the breastplate of the Kohen Gadol. Now, the interesting thing about how the Torah describes the gift of the Nesim is that the Torah spells the term Nesim, the princes, in chapter 35, verse 27, Chaser. The Torah spells the term Nesim, princes, without any Yud. And Rashi tells us why. The princes, the head of each of the tribes, took a laid-back attitude when it came to contributing to the sanctuary, to the Mishkan. They said, let the people bring, and whatever is missing, we will fill in the gap. Now, once again, that might be a fundraiser's dream. However, this was not looked upon in a very positive way by Hashem. Rather than saying, we'll fill in, they are brought to task for not taking the initiative. Here, too, their sin was that they were passive. Hence, Rashi tells us that when it came time for the celebration of the dedication of the sanctuary, the Nesim were there immediately to celebrate and to bring forth their offerings on each day to celebrate and to mark that very special occasion of the completion of the sanctuary. So both the sin of the Egel, the golden calf, as well as the Nesim, commit the wrong of passivity. They did not take the initiative when they could have and should have. The antidote and the opposite of this mida of atzlus, this mida of, unfortunately, not living up to your responsibility, is zurizos, is a sense of alacrity, which is the lesson that one has to learn to read between the lines of both Parshas Shkolim as well as the Parsha of Vayakel. Now, the Maral Miprag, in his Sefer, the Nesivos Olam, in the part Nesiv Hazrizus, where he talks about this Midah, this characteristic of 
the individual taking the initiative talks about the nature of man. And this is found as well in the Mesilas Yishorim, chapter 6, where he talks about Zerizus. And he notes that the nature of man is, and I quote, Koveid Ma'od, Ki Afriyus, Hechomrios Gas. The nature of man is that his physical body literally keeps him down, and of the four elements that there are, there is Mayim Eish, there is water, fire, Ruach, literally wind, and Afar, and earth, and man is Afar, Mino Adama, man comes from the earth, this literally weighs him down. Man by nature procrastinates, man by nature is lazy. And so, to fight that, man has to draw from his soul. Man has to draw from that neshama, which HaKadosh Baruch Hu has given him the excitement, the encouragement to move him and to literally, it should be the mind over matter, mind over the body. So if the body would be more naturally to take its sweet time and not necessarily do its actions in a form of excitement and hurriedness, etc., the Mida of Zerizus is just that. And therefore, we learn a very powerful concept of Zerizin Magdim in the Mitzvos. I'll never forget, I was at a funeral years ago, and a son eulogized his father. And you know what he said? His father never came on time to davening. His father always came a few minutes early so that he was there and able to focus what he was about to do, etc. And his father would say to his son, if you're on time for davening, you're already late. This is just that very positive approach called Zerizus. Zerizus means that we are to not necessarily to respond, but to take the initiative. So what does that mean? It means if a new karma comes into shul, go over to him, make him feel welcome, literally provide for that person, call a shut-in, someone who unfortunately is not able to leave their home, just they're getting their phone call from you, just you're visiting them, This is being so special. And what's true in this regard is equally true with Shkalim. The Talmud teaches us, in the name of Rosh Lakish, that Haman, in chapter 3, is not only asking Achashverosh to destroy the Jews, but he says that I will pay for them. Eshkol, I'll pay for the destruction of the Jews. And God says to Haman, too late, Haman, the shkolim of the Jewish people, the fact that the Jewish people have been proactive and giving the shkolim every year, their shkolim has preceded yours. And this is what saved the Jewish people. A very important lesson 
is to be learned from Parshash Golim, from Parshash Vayakel, and that is that by nature, Lech el namala otseil. Man is lazy, says the wise King Solomon. But look into nature. Look even at the tiny ant. The tiny ant, we're told, consumes. But a chita umachza, one little kernel and a half throughout its life. But it collects so much. Why? More. Because it says, maybe God is going to give me a richas yomim. It'll extend my life beyond that of my father and grandfather, the ant. And so too, we are to take that initiative and to approach mitzvos as we come into the season of Adar and Purim, the season of mitzvos before Pesach, to do so with zrizos, with excitement, enthusiasm, and appreciation for being a Jew. Shabbat Shalom to all.